We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's Vlad Harris here on the Panther Ranch Podcast. Happy Monday to you. As you all know, it's we're back. I'm sure the kids are back in school. I know mine got a rude awakening this morning, but you know what? They really weren't that bad this morning. They didn't have a meltdown. They didn't cry or flip out and say, I want to get up. They got their asses up and they got to school. As for me, I took the day off because I need enough. I really didn't take any time off during the holiday because I was on call. I mean, I was home, but when you're home, you're still working. So, tells them, I don't know. I, don't know if, I wouldn't say it was a, me- a mental day, but just a day to kick back and relax for a day and then go back to work. But anyways, a lot to talk about and lots happened since, I la- since the last um, podcast. For one thing, right after, you know, I talked about Sean Watson a good bit. And I have been up until this bowl game. I really didn't think that they would fire Sean Watson. But they did. They pulled the trigger. And it's something that needed to happen. Regardless, I just didn't think it was going to happen. But as one person, some person pointed out to me, the Watson hiring was made before Heather Like even was on campus. So he was, he was here before she was there. So to me, I thought he would stay because he's Narduzzi's guy and he's going he's to live or die with him. And I, you know, if you watch the uh, the press conference after the bowl game, they asked about what Pat thought of uh, Sean Watson's, you know, his confidence in him, and he just res- responded with high. And I, th- you know, Heather Like was there, and I think Pat really didn't want to get too much into the in depth of his feelings with for you know his for Watson because you know he was supposedly a mentor to Pat, their buddies. And so I'm sure this, you know, this probably wasn't easy for him to do. But I don't think it was his call to make. Because, you know, the AD, she wants to win games. She wants to win titles. And I think for her, from her standpoint, probably this team was a lot more capable of winning just seven games this year. But the staff failed the players. And also, Pitt got rid of another uh, 
They got rid of another player, not another player, but another coach, Kevin Sherman, the wide receivers coach, left too, which I felt kind of shocked, you know, felt kind of odd about, but this past year, the receivers were underwhelming. I mean, there was a few guys that, you know, that developed, but they they brought some good player, good receivers in, recruiting-wise, and some of them left, and they're just some that haven't developed the way you want, you want them to. So, obviously, they had to go. And I don't know what it is because they had a lot of talent this year at receiver. I mean, they had, all, they had you know they had Taysir Mack. I wish they could have got, got him the ball more, but the offense sucked. Arugia Lopes is is a hell of a player, and that's the same thing as well. We didn't give him the ball enough. And then there's Matthews, the kid from Clareton. Clair- I thought he was talented as well. I mean, there's talent there. It's just, oh, what the hell it is, guys? And on top of that, <laughs> the, tight end posi- the tight end position became extinct. So there was just a, too much piling up in a case against Sean Watson. There was just too many red flags, and it just had to happen. I mean, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of games where they put up points, but there were some games where they didn't do squat, and we, we saw that. But if we look, you know, we'll look over the season today, it's just, you know, they were, you know, at one point they were 7-4, and, and then they, you know, they lost, they, they, were on a, they were on a high after winning that, um, Winning the uh, division, and then they lost their next three. Cle- you know, the title game I can understand. It's Clemson. No one's beating Clemson. They're they're just a badass team. Miami and Stanford. I can understand Miami. Miami was Miami was supposed to win our division this 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 year. This was supposed to be their time, and of course. That became a uh, dumpster fire as, you know, Manny Diaz took the Temple job and then Mark Rick decided to retire. And Rick obviously is probably burned out. And But all Rick really needed to do was get himself a quarterback and they would have been fine. I mean, they were, I mean they, their, their team was only going to be as good as their quarterback takes them. And it was horrible. You know, it was disastrous for them. They had, a, they had, but they had a really, really good defense, though. But they just, you know, didn't have much of anything else. So, anyways, guys, obviously the coaching search is going to begin. But if we look at the season itself, you know, we start off with that awesome win against Albany, but then Penn State came the next week. And it was raining. It was you know nasty. Still though, given Pitt's you know running game, you thought if you thought things favored him a little bit. But then uh, second half, they just well, for one thing, they gave up points before the first half was over, and they just melted down in the second half, really bad, and that was it. I mean, they just they just gave up. They quit. 
But as for the rest of that, you know, the rest of the season began. They would go Georgia Tech the next week and win that one, which was a big game. I mean, Paul Johnson, you know, helped our season. You know, he's always good for that. And as we we thought things were going to start flowing. Then we played North Carolina. And our defense can't get a stop. They don't show up. We score 35 points and still lose the game. Then the next week we travel to uh, UCF, and um, Pitt just gave up on that game. They wanted no part of it, and that was that. I mean, already it just wasn't looking good for Pitt. I mean, they were two and three at that time. They already dug themselves in the hole already. Then, you know, they had they needed overtime to beat Syracuse, and Syracuse won 10 games this year in the ranked. And I know people are going to complain about that because, you know, according to a lot of people, Syracuse, you know, they they got a way of playing cupcakes, and they built, they padded their one loss, you know, thing. I mean, if padding your one loss is going to get you recruits or get you some sort of uh, ranking and recognition, that's, what's, that's just what, what's going to happen now. I mean, this the way the you know the way the BCS is set up, you know was set up. You ha- you know they strength and schedule was a big deal. It was who you scheduled and who you played. With this college football playoff, sure, some of that comes into you know comes into play, but they don't, they're not using computers anymore. It's it's a freaking it's a freaking a panel of, of uh, quote unquote experts that discuss this stuff. So there's no there's no computers there to factor in all all the statistics, how good an actual opponent is. It's just it's just these guys talking to the top of their top of their mouths. So you can say, well, you know, they play these ranked teams, but of course, ranked teams didn't really play anybody. It doesn't matter. They played ranked teams. Like I know people say that. Um, Pick a hammer by South Florida. I mean, us on South or Central Florida, and of course we can argue and say, well, Central Florida was in the top ten. But the thing is, is all these people don't care that Central Florida was in the top ten. All they know, all they know is that Central Florida was a non P five opponent, and then we got our asses beat by them by thirty one points. That's all they care about. They don't care about how good Central Florida is. It's just it's the fact that they're a non P five team and they whooped us. So Pitt obviously after that game, well let's see, they they beat Syracuse. They go to their dame, and of course the defense played their ass off, and of course our offense couldn't do jack squat, and, our, and for some reason our field goal kicker just just had a game where he just was shanking them, and of course and eventually you know we had some bad calls, and of course you just can't do it against their dame. You can't put the game in the ref's hands, and that's what happened. We lost that game nineteen fourteen. It was a disappointing ending to that game. But then uh, the team regrouped after that and won their next four games. They knocked off Duke with a last-second touchdown. They beat Virginia at Virginia, and you know at the time Virginia was getting a lot of hype and. Pitt's defense did a hell of a job shutting down the the quarterback. You know that's when the defense you know, started to really play a lot better. Virginia Tech 
at home. The next week after that, Pitt's de- Pitt ran right through them and took them out. I mean, Pitt dropped 52 on them. I mean, that's the thing about a lot of these games is if you look at some of the scores, midway through, you had 35 against North Carolina. You have 44 against Syracuse, 54 against Duke. Actually, 52 because the 54 was a sa- two points was a safety. And then you have Virginia Tech where they scored 52 points and they they dropped 34 on uh, Wake and Wake wasn't that good of a team. Virginia Tech wasn't good either. I mean, I thought it would it'd be it'd be them in Miami taking the coastal this year or fighting for the coastal. Both those teams really really um, really flamed out. And that was that. So Pitt was seven four. They won the coastal, but then they played a really good. They played some really good defenses. The Stanford game, I, I don't care. I mean, Pitt Pitt should have scored more than thirteen points against them. That's it was that was ridiculous. Part of it was on, part of that game was on Watson, but part of that game was on Pickett as well. Pickett missed some really bad. There were some throws that Pickett made that were really bad. That, you know, where it's like, I get that, you know, Watson's horrible. But there's stuff that, you know, Pickett's at a, at a time now where he's had enough games in the system where he's got to make plays. You know, he's got to grab the bull by the horns and do and improvise. And a lot of times he just didn't do it. You know, there's throws that he had to make that he just didn't do, and you know. And the thing is, is Watson can't make those throws for him. He's got to do that. But we'll see what happens there. As the season goes, it just is what it is, and I know that pe- people. I mean, was it a successful season? It depends on how. It depends on what your expectations were. You know, they want. You know. They won the coastal. But you feel like they sh- they show in more games, and they should have. They were capable of winning more than seven games this year. It's just uh, you know, I really didn't care if they won- if they won the bowl game or not because eight and six or seven and seven makes no difference. It's not gonna it's not gonna help them recruiting. It's just a bunch of hogwash. But anyways, guys, that's just that. All right. So what else happened over the weekend? We had Saturday. Pitt played North Carolina and, 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 of course, got the crap kicked out of them. But the uh, the big story from this is that Cam Johnson made his return to Pitt. And um, the big story, obviously, was that, uh, you know, Cam Johnson was returning to uh, Pitt. And, obviously, the media was all... The local media, pretty much, was worried about how Pitt was going to... Uh, how the fans and the students were going to treat Cam Johnson in his return to Pitt. And the thing about this was, I didn't realize this was much of a story or an issue until media people brought it up. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, who cares? But there obviously some people media care because they... Um, 
Well, I'm sure they searched through Twitter, and we're looking at Cam Johnson's, you know, mentions probably, and and I guess a ha- and I guess a handful of Twitter users, you know, painted the whole brush of our feelings towards Cam. But the thing is, this it was a, it's a non-story because Cam obviously moved on. He's been at North Carolina now for two, for in his second year. He's been gone for Pitt for two, you know for two years. And the coach that he had issues with with his transfer is gone. Kevin Stallings is gone, so there's no it's it's a dead it's a dead issue at this point. And and if you look at it now, Cam Johnson's on the other, on the other team now. So I don't think Pitt fans are really booing him because the because the kid decided to uh, better himself, and I don't think. <laughs> and who knows? I don't think half the students realize who the guy is or why he left. They don't know the whole story. If, if anything, they know he's he left and he's on the other team now. So I don't know why the Mia people are so condescending about if Pitt fans boo him or not. I mean, this. I mean, something like Cam. It's not like Cam brought a bunch of championships, championships and Final Fours home the pit, and he left, and now he's coming back. He's come back home, and we have to walk him with open arms and have a little, little uh, video tribute to him. And, of course, you know, with, with that whole inspiring music in the background. That's what, that's what this was, okay? So I don't get why people were so... Are so judgy about whether or not that he's booed or not, and from a lot of people said in that game it was pretty minor. I mean, look what happened to uh, Cody Parker, or whatever his name is, or Cody Park E. I'm sorry, he missed a field goal, and of course, <coughs> fans booed the hell out of him, and they were really mad and. But of course, if now I'm sure they, if they look at the replay now, the, the ball was tipped. So you know he made a really flawless field goal right before the uh, you know the timeout was called. But then um, when it came down to it, the second time an Eagles player got his hand on it, and that was that. So. Kim obviously didn't care, and you know what? He got the win. He got he. Pre, I guess they beat they beat us by Lorna's how many points, and they beat the crap out of us. He gets to go back to Chapel Hill, and I'm sure he'll be back in the tournament. I'm sure it'll be valuing for a Final Four. So I don't really think that Cam is all that too worried about a bunch of fans booing him. So whatever. Tonight we got the national championship game, Clemson and Bama, and I'm not really gonna analyze this game for you guys because we've seen these teams play so many freaking times, and it, you know, basically, I like Bama. I think of you know Clemson obviously has a really good defense, but they're gonna have to. 
beat Bama by by running the ball because I'm not when I watch we played Clemson in the title game. I wasn't all that impressed with their. Um, I wasn't really all that impressed with their um, passing game. They're really good defense, but the passing game is something I'm you know concerned about. I just don't think it's that good. And if it gets to that type of a shootout, I think Bama's going to pull away pretty pretty easily. So Clemson's going to play them really tough. But I like Bama overall. I think they're just I think there's the better overall team. But I'm not giving you guys gambling advice. I'm not an expert in any of this crap, so I could be wrong pretty easily. So that's that. Dana, I guess, got um, introduced to Houston. And I guess he made some cryptic words about being, I guess, feeling wanted. I don't know. I guess he really didn't feel that way at West Virginia. And, you know, I understand. The guy's legacy there is a little... It's hard to say. I mean, they won games. But um, I guess they were... I guess the West Virginia was expecting, you know, Big 12 titles, and it's just not going to happen. I mean, I mean, as long as you got Tex- the Texas teams and Oklahoma teams there, it's going to be impossible for them to win a championship there. The clouds are going to have to line a certain way for them to win a title there. And the clouds did align this past year. The conference was there for the taking for them because it was down and they couldn't do it. They choked. They, I mean, they fell short against Oklahoma and you know they lost that. They dropped that, that Iowa State game. and You know, you just can't afford to do that, do stuff like that. And they, they did it. So, I mean, that's on them. And he had a Heisman. He has a high, he had a Heisman candidate quarterback. I mean, he had a really good team, and that conference was there for taking. It just fell short. So they replaced with Neil Brown, and I guess I looked over his thing. He did some really good things at Troy. He did two or three years at Texas Tech in the Big Twelve, and he had a, he ran a really good offense. And I do remember this offense because. I used a good bit of his players in um, in college fantasy, but I also but I also forget that he had Tupperville. He coached under Tupperville, which is pretty bad. You know, there you know Texas Tech was pretty mediocre with Tupper. You know when they were under Tupperville. So, but they like this hire. I mean, I guess it, it looks good on paper. I mean, I'm just not sure how. How it's gonna pan out for them? Bell means that you know. Hey, hope it works out for them because they're gonna yell help they can get because Texas is coming up. Oklahoma's still always gonna be up, and if Baylor can hold on to Matt Roll, it's gonna be tough. I mean, the conference is gonna get a lot tougher for them. But oh well. Anyways, guys, I'm keeping this short because I have really not much else to talk about. I, I could dive into the Steelers stuff, but 
I think I muted pretty much Steelers off my off my Twitter because I just don't feel like hearing about the soap opera anymore because that's all it is. And as far as the playoffs go, I mean, it was a disastrous weekend of playoffs. It's, yesterday's games were brutal, and Saturday's games were just as bad as well. But hopefully, we get some good stuff this week. Oh well, guys, hell to pit. Bye.